Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further. You're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe, along with my co-host, Mel Alva. And here's what's coming up on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe. Taria Shepard from Tailored Container Homes will be with us, and she will tell us all about what you can do and create in your next container home. Also with us is Jack Maxwell. He is the host of the upcoming TV show American Homecoming. Jack and his team are changing veterans' lives when they return from the service. All that and more on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe, your home for container sustainable lifestyle living. And, uh, Belly, it's going to be a very, very exciting show. We have two, two very good guests on today with um, that are, shall we say, they're their top in their field, just like you. Huh. It's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to uh, hear all about their businesses as well. Yes, this is going to be very interesting, you know, because they are, yeah. you know, I've noticed through, you know, my uh, investigative work that, you know, obviously now we're past Labor Day and we're coming into the fall season. I mean, I mean you can't hope, but you can't not help but not notice all around us is uh, Halloween is coming. Thanksgiving can't be too, and Christmas are not going to be that far behind. But I noticed people are taking a little more interest in uh, not not just to say our show, but container living and and other things as well as we're we're going to be coming into um, you know uh, in November will be in Veterans Day, so we're going to be talking a lot a little bit about. Uh, our veterans uh, with Jack Maxwell later in the show. But uh, right now I would like to welcome to the show for the very first time, Taria Shepard from Tailored Container Homes. Taria, how are you today? Thank you for being on Boxcar Universe. Hello, I am great. How are you? You know, we're doing just fine here in the Valley of the Sun. And uh, today, this week we, we had a little recurrence of uh, some of our summer heat, but nothing nothing we can't handle. Just, you know, I think it was going to be like 103, 105 today. But, you know, when you've lived here as long as Mel and I have, you know, that's just like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make much difference, you know. But the cooler temps are coming and it's going to be the time for that outdoor, outdoor, you know, taking the outside of uh, the inside out and enjoying this wonderful uh, weather. That's why we all live in Arizona. Oh, wow. how, how is it by you? You know, it's a it's a pretty chill day. It's uh, 65, 70 degrees. I actually like the fall. So it's a really nice fall day. A little windy, but it's nice. Wow, okay. And you're in, in what city again? Uh, right now, Gahanna, Ohio, which is near Columbus, Ohio. Oh, okay. Okay, in Ohio. That's good. All right, <laughs> up near, yeah, because um, Mel and I are from up 
the north. We actually, I'm from New York. Mel is from Massachusetts, and uh, uh, but I've lived in Chicago, so I I hear what you're saying about uh, being up north, and it's going to get a little cooler a lot earlier than uh, obviously here. But uh, tell tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, you know uh, Taylor Container Homes. Okay, well, uh, let's see. My name's Taria Malin Shepard, uh, one of the founders of Taylor Container Homes. Uh, we ventured out from um, Malin Made, also known as uh, Taylor Homes, to do, I wanted to do something green as well as uh, sustainable uh, and affordable. And, and in fact, I... Uh, uh, my brother, who was in charge of finding something, <laughs> uh, we were thinking of something along the line of tiny homes, and he came up with the brilliant idea of container homes. And I said, "You spent two days coming up with container homes. This has got to be the worst idea I've ever heard." <laughs> and uh, you know how siblings are. So I said, "I hated it so much. <laughs> I thought, what a waste of two days. You get paid to do nothing." Uh, that I looked into it and it was like one in the afternoon when I got done doing my research, it ended up being eight o'clock in the morning the next day. So I really was, I just actually just loved it. Once I seen the concept back then in 2016, no one was really doing it except for Australia, China, and Japan. Those are the the major uh, places. And um, that's how we got started. That's great. What was the thing that, what uh, I guess you would say, pushed you over the edge and and said, you know, this is a really good idea now? Well, at the time we were working at a military base. So we were building chiller pads for the government at the SCC here in Columbus, Ohio. And I don't know if you worked the military uh, unless it's a 10-figure contract, never again. A <laughs> <laughs> nightmares. Like we work on a Corps of Engineers is who's the smartest and it's like, never again, never, ever. So I was hating construction and I wanted to do something, like I said, affordable, sustainable, eco-friendly. And um, uh, my brother, uh, Taiwan, uh, it was his idea. And I hated, I mean, I, I was so mad at him. I was like, I gave you the easiest job. I'm dealing with all these different meetings and you have one job and you came up with containers and I thought, what a horrible idea. So once I Googled it and I began to research it, I just fell in love with it. I see that. Right. So I guess the question would be, did you apologize to him and say, I was wrong? You know, I don't know if I said I was wrong other than I changed my mind. <laughs> oh, that's better. I like that better. Yeah. You're, I've changed my mind about this idea that you have. No, this is really great. He actually came with a phenomenal idea, but since then, since we've had to put work into it, uh, he's really good with ideas. I told him he really did a great idea. It was a good idea. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, we found that there are, I mean, there are a lot of people that are interested in uh, looking into container homes. Obviously, we're, what, uh, seven Seven eight seven eight years now into it, yeah. like from when when you started. So I'm sure in, in just that short period of time, you've seen a lot of uh, movement in that industry. You know, the funny thing is, uh, when we start, when I start on a, a new venture, I like to get my hands dirty and do it myself. But after researching it for about six months back in 2016, I visited uh, different sites, uh, place that just do they take containers and then just 
uh, use them for storage. They're Edgar, I want to say Edgar out in Cincinnati. I ventured out there, spent a half a day with them, seeing how to cut and everything. And everyone tells you, like, get a plasma cutter and do this and that. And uh, our first one, we we was a 40-foot one. We spent uh, anywhere from 30 to 50 uh, in a trash, <laughs> listening to everyone's idea. I bought a book off online on how to build a shipping container. And I emailed the author and he replied back and we became pen pals. So we were communicate a few times during the week. I did everything what he said to the T. And long story short, I had a showing and a young lady said, hey, what is that black stuff near the window? And I said, oh, I don't know. So once they left, I started exploring. I cut it out and all the drywall was black load. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. And then I learned. I called him and I said, do you have any black, black spots near your wall? And he said, yeah. I said, you should take your book off the, off, yeah, off the bin. And right. You shouldn't sell any more. I'm not ever listening to you again. So this is why I wrote a book on how to build uh, a shipping container. You can get it on our website or on Taylor Studios. And it tells you exactly how to do it. Never, you, I see this a lot. People use treated wood for the window frame. Don't do it. That's a hundred percent fill. You want to always weld with the tubing. You want to always weld your window uh, frame and door frames. You always want to weld because with the Cortex steel, it's the rigid. You only can get a bead of, of weld in there to seal it. Silicon is not the answer. No, <laughs> so, is not silicon. I, you know, I kid people out. You know, be doing general contractor work that you know, um, man's best friend is duct tape, but man's <laughs> second best friend is cork. Yes. That's, yes. That is not the end. I hate when guys do that. That is not the end and not the answer. I am a, an interior designer as well in the GC. So I know all about, I keep that out the guy's hands. This is afterward. This is not major construction. We're using the, the duct tape and the silicon, which, yeah. Yeah. No, the steel way is the way to go because all those openings and, you know, plasma cutting, you know, I've, I've spoken to people to do uh, plasma cutting, but on the other hand, most of the ones that I've spoken to, they'll just take an angle grinder and they'll cut out the, the side of the container and then they'll go back and you know, obviously they've got tubular steel that they put in there to be able to reinforce the walls. And, uh, cause if you don't, they're going to start to, uh, they could actually start to buckle and wave a little bit, and then then you've got problems, and you lose the integrity support of the entire container. Yes, whoever you talk with, that that is the hundred percent best way is the ankle grinder, just with a metal wheel, and and the smaller the better. I don't know why guys want to have this huge, uh, these big huge tools. You just need a small little one. You'll get better cuts. It'll take you longer, but you know, with the chalk line, it, it just works. Uh, really well. Yeah, and then using smaller one is probably a little safer because you know, <laughs> you know you've seen you know where they decide to some people they take bigger like regular circular saws with a maybe a seven and a seven and a half inch blade seven and a quarter inch blade and um, if it hits something and it jumps you've got more chances for injury. So, you know, yeah. for, for people that, uh, you know, are uh, thinking of, you know, doing it themselves, there are, are good things and bad things. And I've seen, you know, um, I'm sure you have, too, after your experience, that there are a lot of people that put things online 
that um, they think they know what they're doing, but they're really probably a homeowner who's dangerous with tools, and they should and they or should I, not be doing that. I think was worse is uh, and, and and of course is you might uh, not like this, but uh, I find men in construction they know everything, and just this is why I learned to say I wasn't wrong because guys never say they're wrong; they just just brush it off. It could be, oh, they give you this fact in construction, like they're the man. They give you this fact. And then when they're wrong, it's like, oh, I'll just move on. <laughs> okay, Mel. Girl, uh, we, let we me need, agree we... with you on that. <laughs> I was going to say, wait for Mel to chime in on that. No, seriously. I'm, also, I'm a designer and a GC also. And let me tell you, every day, every day, that, yeah. that's what happens. But I'm not man-hating, just so you guys know out there. <laughs> that's uh what they called it uh that's a fact check actually very good it yeah. doesn't help that i'm blonde also so then <laughs> sometimes they give you that blank look like does she really know what she's talking about it's you know no it's all good <laughs> no it's all good i mean you know we we've had um you know a, a lot of things in our in former years you know doing our home improvement show and i've had um a good friend of mine, Norma Valley, who used to be the tool belt diva on the Discovery Channel. And it goes to show you, it doesn't make a difference that women could do home improvement and could be just as knowledgeable when it comes to certain things, When it, especially in this field, just as much as men. But, you know, men have, have an ego. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit it. But you have to understand that, you know, we're, we all don't know everything. And just because that you're a different gender doesn't mean that you're any less knowing than than the other one so i mean we all can do it as long as we have the, the right knowledge that's right absolutely you know but um but i have to say you know um the one thing that is on for all our listeners out there uh would like to check out taria's website it's taylor i'm um, excuse me tailored container homes.com and the one thing which i think is uh very good in there is obviously you've got some really, really great looking pictures in there. Mm -hmm. And also where, you know, um, you know, there's information about pricing on there and the different designs that you have in the gallery and stuff, which is, is so very important because, you know, we, we uh, get uh, phone calls about people. I say, well, how much is one like this? Or how much is one like that? But, you know, you, you have, at least you have something there that has a basis in design as well as pricing. So if people can kind of um, really get their feet wet, so to speak, and get the information that they need before they they may contact with you. Yes, absolutely. And we also have a brochure when they contact us, we try to return all email and phone calls within 24 hours. And uh, we send them a brochure and let them know the first step with container homes is contacting zoning and building department. Find out if it's allowed and what, if any, their restrictions. Uh, so important. Like we're building a house in New Mexico and typically uh uh, the young lady we're working with, she works for the uh, the government um, out there, as I know it. So, but typically we call and verify it ourselves. And the one time we do not, uh, <clears throat> when we went to, like she said, she's dealing with zoning. You don't need any permits and whatnot. Sometimes that happens when you're in a rural area, but more like than not, 
regardless is you have to do, you know, you need a site survey, you need a site plan, you need a civil engineer, mechanical engineer, you need a structural engineer. And uh, these are all the things after you get the restrictions so we can uh, coordinate our design with uh, engineer plans. And so long story short, uh, I contacted New Mexico just as a thing before we start doing a foundation. And sure enough, you need a structural engineer and uh, you also need to be licensed. So they don't allow in New Mexico for homeowners to uh, pull a permit to build a house. <laughs> So, <laughs> so you have to have a contractor. Yes, you have to have the contractor. So it's simply with us. You just we have to go send some one of us to either me, or a couple, one of our other guys have to go sit for a test, and uh, just get your give them the bond and insurance and get registered. But it it it's a two month process. Each state and each county is different. Yeah. Now we found that we found that here in Arizona because there's um, different areas that. Uh, different cities that require different types of documentation as well as uh, they are starting to get a little more lax with their restrictions because they understand, especially with the economy, the way it is that where they will allow a, uh, a separate living structure other than the primary one on your property, which is something that they didn't allow before. And you, you know, if you wanted something like that, it would have to be a, an accessory building that would they would allow, so um, they're getting a little more, shall we say, container home friendly. Awesome, awesome. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Now, have you found any um, any problem with obviously when people uh, have to do, talk about financing, uh, as far as uh, companies financing container homes? Yes, um, but there's a. Uh, let's see. So right now we're working on 10 uh, container home projects out to 10. We have about six clients uh, working with four different banks. So we find smaller banks will do the home as their home loan. Uh, they get the appraisal just as a construction uh, loan and that you just have to, we have to weld the container to the foundation. Right. Okay. So a foundation structure. Okay, so yeah, so as long as they is it is it uh, is it considered a container home, or do you have to put it in as a modular home? Because I've seen that that had to be done <clears throat> in, a, in that way. I believe the one house in Indiana was a modular, but the other ones are just a home made out of shipping containers. Even though they're one is going to be five containers, the others are single. The ones that double. So uh, what the bank said is as long as the container home is welded to a permanent foundation, they consider just a home made out of shipping containers. Well, that's that's really good. That's good to hear because, um, you know, going back, you know, uh, a few years ago, you couldn't find that if you wrote. I mean, I've seen and spoken to different uh, traps, people, architects that, you know, if you if you say, hey, I want to do this and it's a container home. You know they 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 won't even look at it because they know when they submit it to the the uh, community entity, whether it be a department of developmental services or something, they see this and they see it's a container home, and it's, they they haven't seen that many of it, so they have nothing to compare it to, and that's why I think a lot of them in the past were refused. So, and a lot of architects won't even take it on because they haven't yeah. even seen it. 
Yes. Uh, uh, luckily, we've been in since uh, 2017 in partnership with our uh, engineering team. We're licensed in all 50 states plus uh, Canada and also like the Virgin Islands. So we have done uh, that nature. So that's that's something and that's all they pretty much focus on is containers. So you're basically you for all our list, listeners out there, you could ship or build and ship anywhere, basically. Yeah. Anywhere. Now, with that said, uh, if you have land in like an association, let's say a homeowners association, and they have restrictions, then you can't do a container home. So in those areas, we offer a metal building or like a barnonium or something like that, some metal structure. Uh, And then there's some areas that just have like Long Beach, California. They are really a little, I want to use the word corny. (laughs) They would allow to have a container home but you can only have three uh, container homes put together uh and then you have to they they want to see siding so you have to use vinyl or some kind of siding they don't want the container exposed uh, that was kind of the purpose for us it's like ah we don't mind putting like a face on the front and maybe expose the sides but all all four sides covered it, it kind of the you know, defeats the whole purpose of doing a container home. No, I think you're right. And and I know Mel and I have had discussions about this in the past where it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, really, you lose the, the look of the container. And I agree with you. And, but if you do like one side or even do like a short wall in the front and still leave the upper part, uh, you know, the actual container, and then just paint it the way you, the color that you like. I think it, yeah. it, it does make a statement. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I, we don't like about Long Beach, California. So I also, since you were making a note to the, the people, I'd let people know for California and New York, there should be a note on our website that those prices are not the same for California and New York. <laughs> that is a whole other baby. New York, it's so over governmentalized and so is california it's uh so in fact with california you have to be complete green uh as far as everything and uh just energy sufficient they want a a whole solar generator so those prices are not for california we get calls from california probably once a week wow thank you governor newsom (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yes but uh Terry, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we want to talk a little more about uh, container home sustainability and uh, those design possibilities it's, and the cost effectiveness of building a container home, which I think is uh, very important, especially with the way uh, money is today and uh, interest rates. So that's it's really important. But I want all our listeners to stay tuned. You are listening to Boxcar Universe. with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. 
At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion-meets-design sense to execute timeless interiors, style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at Alva Interiors AZ, and on Instagram at Alva Interiors. You may not believe this, but smart home technology can be traced back to 1975 to the first home automation platform when the X10 was invented. In 48 years, things have come a long way. To truly have a smart home today, the homeowner needs to make a smart decision and call a premier high-tech company. That company is Mythic Sound, Lighting, and Shade. Mythic can simplify your life with home automation, home security, home theater, lighting and shade, plus outdoor and indoor home audio custom designed to fit your lifestyle. For the finest in products and services, visit their website at mythicsls.com. That's M-Y-T-H-I-C-S-L-S.com. Or call them today for a free consultation at 602-329-4252. That's 602-329-4252. Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing, and tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs, and left unattended, those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe, and we are speaking with Taria Shepard from Tailored Container Homes in uh, the beautiful state of Ohio. And uh, we had spoken uh, before the break a little bit about uh, how the company had started and uh, Taria's experience in um I was just saying in between breaks, you know, that, uh, you know, we have to, when we start a new, uh, you know, a new mission, so to speak, in our lives in a new company, we have to crawl before we can run and we have to learn these certain things because there is uh, a lot of misinformation out there. Well, let's do this. Well, let's do it this way. No. But then um, the factor of learning how to do it right, you know, comes with experience. And I think that's probably, um, I know it's, it, it's been true for me. I'm sure it has been true for you based on your success with, uh, with tailored container homes. Let's talk a little bit about sustainability. Cause that's one of the things we like talking about here on the show, because, um, it, it's good to be able to, like you had said, uh, about California, you know, everything's got to be green and this and that. But I think, um, a more, uh, shall we say, intelligent approach to sustainability where um, it makes it makes sense where you're not going to extremes. And I think that's the word I was looking for. You know, a lot of people in the country, they take uh, some of the, the, the green way of doing things to extremes where um, all this has to take place in, in some kind of transition. What was your experience in in doing the container homes? Well, so once we uh, 
realize how to actually uh, build a container home, modify the container home. Uh, really, what I really like about it, uh, the fact that you could put uh, 30,000 pounds on the roof is really uh, sturdy. Uh, the cortex still is really tough. Um, <clears throat> I also like the fact that uh, unlike a regular house, uh, you know, when I watch these stacked on the ship or as they stack to be shipped to like the Virgin Island, how durable it is. And the way we compact and we uh, weld the frame <clears throat> to we use a regular wood for most of the walls, we find that it's, it's more sturdy than using metal framing. Some people like metal framing. I don't for us holding up the walls and seeing uh, that's when you're lifting this with a crane, it could get, it could hit like a tree. It could hit something. And once we put it and set it down, that the walls are still uh, up. It's not cracked. It's really uh, durable and sustainable. Exactly. Now, what type of insulation do you use in the containers? Great question. We actually, uh, most of our containers, we use a type of uh, triple foam insulation. However, uh, around the barriers, we use just a regular like R19 around, let's say, near any crevices. Uh, we use R19. Now, if it's going to be really, really like if we're preparing this, like one one project we we're working for in Canada, we'll, we'll use R13 because uh, we will use more of the foam than the R13 or R19. We'll use more of the foam. So there's Phone we have is customized for a container uh, that we uh, is based out of California. And so they actually fit, uh, you put it together like a puzzle and you actually put this uh, substance and it goes, it's like a glue, it's like an EDMI glue and it connects to the foam. And we use that as a vapor barrier, but it's also insulation. And then we also, um, we use a spray foam over that. And then uh, then we actually frame and then depending on the different crevices, we might also add if there's like an opening or like a doorway in between like a room. We'll also put like R13 or R19. So you basically you're you're building the container for the area that you're going to be shipping it to, because I get that question a lot. Well, will a container that's built for, you know, um, Wisconsin work in Arizona or vice versa, you know, because, you know, you're dealing with two extremes when it comes to temperatures and weather. You're actually correct. Uh, each area, each state and each area has its own codes and requirements. So uh, typically uh, when we go with, with our mechanical engineer designs, they will say for this area, this is the code. So this is what you need to install to accommodate uh, this a building code. So we'll use this. So that's absolutely right. If uh, each area, like we, we won't build the same for Canada as we will for California. Interesting. Let's talk a few minutes about uh, the design of the interiors now with, uh, with, and, and also the types of materials that you're using in the different suppliers, who actually designs your containers on the inside? Awesome. As an interior designer, I would say most of 90% of all designs come through me. Okay. It doesn't take long, uh, but I, we actually, I, as an interior designer, I try not to overwhelm my own 
designs, but I like many different designs. Like I like Victorian and I like modern, I like farmhouse. And so uh, for instance, our Oasis was designed for a particular developer here in Ohio. He has a hundred acres and he wanted a luxury cabin. So that was my take with the Oasis, a luxury cabin. The idea is we put uh, cedar on the outside, just the face of it. Uh, we we played around with it. Like if something doesn't feel right, I change it. I don't stick with it. So we made it white, trimmed it out with black, and then we put real hardwood floors, which if you're not going to have a wraparound deck, I would not recommend because people need to with not having that much room, they need to wipe their feet because with hardwood floors, you know, the upkeep, it's a lot, oh, yeah. but far high end model, it really made it pop. Then putting vinyl, the, the, the hardwood, the real hardwood floors really look amazing. And so we put a uh, real marble uh, towel in the bathroom and then we did an accent porcelain marble like towel uh, in the living room with the fireplace. And then we put real marble surround in the kitchen. Beautiful. Thank you. It sounds really nice. I know some of the pictures on here, I'm looking at one of the ones that you have on your website, which was uh, uh, the shower where they did the, uh, it looks like marble wainscoting. Yes. And, yes, the, yes. and the tile in the shower, I've used that before for uh, wall accents uh, and actually in a kitchen behind behind the uh the oven but it looks really nice i really uh with showers i don't like solid surrounds Uh, just for me i i I think it's a way to uh, give it style tailor it to someone needs to to do tiles around i really just like it yeah no i think it's an excellent choice and it gives it gives it a little character especially if you don't dealing with like in a container home where there isn't a whole lot of space. So you're sometimes your focus might be, you know, you walk in, I think people are expecting, you know, Hey, what is this small area going to look like? And I think putting, you know, different textures and things like that actually create a bigger feel to the room. Oh, absolutely. My goal is, and even though I love containers, my goal is when you walk in a container, you close the door, I want you to forget you're in a container. That's our goal. That's why we like the high nine and a half foot ceilings with the uh, little pocket recessed lights, a lot of light. Um, And I'm half and half with doing really large windows. The problem with what the just doing a single container with large windows, it takes away from the space you can put the furniture, uh, which people don't really realize that. Like uh, when you're looking to place a TV in a very small room uh, on the wall, it's like, wow, these big windows, great. But uh, with uh, having smaller windows, you still get the light and you can move the TV or move the sitting around a bit. Yeah, it limits it limits your uh, your uh, the the kind of decor that you could put on the walls as well. Yes, yep, absolutely. That's very that's very important. Um, I have to say that uh, based on you know, all the different things on on your website, I think it is is exceptional it gives a lot of uh a lot of variety of people uh, that people are looking for different types of uh you know st- structures the way they look and I'm, and I know you had mentioned before that you're in doing that one in New Mexico 
um, that are uh, maybe not stacked in the way some of these other two-story ones are, but um, do you find people are, you know, when they come to you and they want to look for a container home that they're doing some kind of, um, I don't want to say abstract structure, but something out of the ordinary? That is a great word. I like abstract. <laughs> uh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, the, the young lady in uh, New Mexico, she wanted to do an A-frame. It looks like a triangle. She doesn't like the box look. So uh, that one we're going to make, uh, once we finish hers, uh, we're going to put put the design on the website. So imagine uh, five shipping containers and then the outside of it is shaped like a triangle. It's completely for me. It's out of my ram. Like I don't love it, but the inside, it's going to be amazing. It's it's going to really pop. But the outside, I don't love it, but all as well. That's okay. You know, it's it, it, it everybody. What's that old saying that my mother used to say? To each his own. What'd you say, Mel? I said I was just gonna say that. Uh, see that? I say I always say great minds think alike. What can I tell you? Well, I have a question. On average, what's the cost? Okay, that's a great question. Uh, I would say we're in anywhere between 140 to 160 uh, square foot. So that really gives people the ram. But at the same time, uh, you know, everyone has different tastes. And it's funny you say this, I'm sure because you're an interior designer, both of you, and you do general contract. You know, when you talk about budgets, people have this budget. But then when you start picking the finishes out, it's like, where's this budget? Like I find for guys and we're doing a media room, Oh, they don't have any budget for the kitchen. There's no money. And then all of a sudden, when you're talking about uh, the media room or the TV, they have this unlimited budget for these recliner chairs and the projector TV and the surround system. Like, what happened? So it, it's exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, it's just amazing how these things, uh, you know, the creative juices start flowing when people have say, well, I want to do this. Well, can you do this? You know, and a lot of things that people ask for, sometimes you can't do, but again, if it's something that uh, they like and it can be done structurally, um, like you say, it could be, you know, I know you like my word abstract. Uh, It's something that's going to be um, definitely a conversation piece. Absolutely. And, you know, we can almost do anything. Money talks. <laughs> yeah. We can do anything. We can fly or we need to fly in. But uh, it's all on uh, with, I'm sure, you know, when you're doing custom homes, even with container homes, it's all on. Uh, we start with the budget and then we try to get people design. And then we have uh, a portfolio lookout book that people can actually pick from our uh, fixtures that we already had negotiated pricing. And so uh, this year would be the first time we're not allowing people to go outside of our lookout book and most builders do this is because it's you know you only have so much time and when people are ordering something on amazon or wayfair or something they've seen online and this stuff never comes or discontinued or uh most of the time like with plumbing uh when you buy it on amazon or wayfair it's from china or another country that the plumbing doesn't line up with the the plumbing that's within the code of that state. And so a lot of people don't know that when you're looking at um, couplings and trying to connect these, like, wow, this is, this looks nice, 
but this is why it was on sale. That's right. <laughs> it doesn't, it, people don't realize that. So we've uh, this year is the first year we limited. We have a lookout book uh, that we can send people, and they can they we have like from what's included to a high end fixture and anything outside of that. We just tell people just get it once we deliver it, like just like a regular builder, because it really comes with uh, a lot of limitations when people when we're custom ordering things just from things we're unfamiliar with, especially when you're looking at timeline. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, 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 it's really good to be able to have that and be be able to see the variety of the things that you can choose from. And I know Mel does that a lot with, um, you know, having consultations with uh, homeowners. So um, it's all part of, it's all part of, it's not just the building part. It's about the planning part. Mel, do you, a lot with your clients that they uh when you're looking at budgets and then when you find if they had unlimited like they could pick from anything uh difficult getting certain items yeah i mean you know you you kind of go into uh the project with having a wish list of things you know for instance right now on one of my projects um it could just be simply uh they found a sink that they liked and you know, Ferguson's here, uh, thought they could get it in and now it, it can't come in until, uh, December. And that's going to push everything. Cause if you don't have the sinks then you can't do the countertops and finish out a project. So, you know, you've got to find workarounds, but I don't disagree with you with the, the whole Amazon thing, um, or, you know, or, or Wayfair, uh, most of the time the parts and pieces come missing. It's not exactly, you know, what you think you're getting. Um, or it might look pretty, and then a week later, if it's an off-brand, the finish of the faucet is completely worn off, and now you're having to replace it. So it's just better to stick with, um, you know, familiar brands, and uh, it's safer that way. But yeah, I mean, you know, they also have budgets, and they have these high expectations. I think Joe with Mythic Sound will tell you that. That's a, all the guys are excited about it. You know, Steve, when they go in and they want the big surround and all the speakers, and then they start realizing, holy cow, this stuff really does cost a good amount of money. <laughs> reality um, sets in. Yeah, reality sets in. But, you know, I always say, too, I mean, we can do anything you want. It's just going to cost you money. That's it. You know, right. that's uh, right. it only hurts for a minute, I suppose. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. And then after that, you're okay. But uh, I cannot, I cannot tell you how many times I've run into that where the important part is like a theater room or their surround sound and they're not really thinking about the kitchen or, or, you know, could be something completely opposite. Right. Um, I have some clients at the men do all the cooking. And so it's, you know, it's a little different, but I feel you. Yeah. I hear you. Teria, tell our listeners how they can contact you. Awesome. So you can contact us. We have, uh, I don't want to say 24 hours, but let's say from uh, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., you can contact us at uh, 380-900-7588. That's 380-900-7588. Or feel free to email us at admin, that's A-D-M-I-N, at tailoredcontainerhomesisplural.com. And then you can always visit us on our website, www.taylorcontainerhomes.com. That's great. 
Taria, thank you so much for your time today. It was really, really informative, and we look forward to having you back on the show and definitely want to see uh, what that design looks like in New Mexico when you get it all finished. And we will put the renderings up on the website maybe as soon as tomorrow. You can oh, see the good. the triangle. I'm not loving it, but the insides, she did let me uh, have free reign on the inside, so you still got the marble on the walls, and the inside looks incredible. It's just the outside of this, like, wow. A trying house. All righty. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. We are going to take a short break. And when we come back, if you were ever concerned about how our returning soldiers acclimate back in society, especially when they're injured, uh, I have a very special guest coming on Jack Maxwell, who is the host of the upcoming new TV show called American Homecoming. He will tell us the whole process and how he's changed lives uh, from some of our great servicemen and women heroes. So I want everybody to stay tuned because you are listening to Boxcar Universe. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480 480- You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Star Building Supply Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell from Ideal Home Improvement. The uncertainty of our economy is very troublesome. Interest rates are rising and inflation is high. The utility cost of energy is forever rising. The good thing is that we as homeowners can do something about our energy bill right now and in the future. Solar energy is literally the best investment you can make at this moment and the most likely to steady your finances through uncertain times. Think about this. If you could have locked down the cost of your energy bill 10 years ago, would you have done it? I think your answer would be yes. Think of the savings you could be enjoying right now as your neighbors who don't have solar are at the mercy of the utility companies. Let Ideal Home Improvement review your energy bill and see what a solar system on your home can do for your family and budget. Just give us a call at 602-332-6203 or email us at steve at idealhomeimprovementaz.com. Let me help you start saving today.
right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe, and we have a very special guest coming up. Um, You know, a lot of times you see uh, commercials on television, and you see news broadcasts and things of our uh, great servicemen who actually uh, go out and risk their lives to protect our freedom, and uh, a lot of times they... They do come home injured, and if you've ever wondered uh, how they get along and and how they're t- how they're who's taking care of them and are they receiving the right type of you know treatment for their injury and things like that, and most importantly, when they come back injured or not, they have to be re- you have to reintegrate into society because obviously when you're in the service, it's a lot different world than when you're living you know what we'll call a normal everyday uh everyday life but um uh Jack Maxwell is here with us and he has created a brand new television program along with his team called American Homecoming and I want to just uh, talk to Jack and get his input on uh this is I I watched the pilot of the show and I have to tell you Jack it uh, welcome to the boxcar universe the show, if, if anyone's not moved by watching the pilot, I don't know what planet they're on. I really don't, because they, they, it was really uh, informative, and um, you really could feel what these people uh, that are coming back and what they're what they're going through and how you're making a difference. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Steve. Just uh, for those who aren't familiar with the program, and I'm sure many of you aren't, uh, in this particular instance, when a, a vet comes home from either the theater of war or even if they're just serving here in the States, they come back injured, hurt, otherwise disabled. Their house no longer serves them. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. Imagine yourself in a wheelchair for a day, a week, a month. What would it be like to get around your house with no changes? It'd be really difficult. Now, just picture yourself stuck like that for perhaps the rest of your life, how hard it is to get around your house. So we want to thank them in the best way we know how, and that's to go in there, refurbish and refit their house, redesign it in some ways, make it more livable. We we tear out the stairs, we put in ramps, widen the doorways and frames and give them remote controls so they have a sense of independence, so they don't have to be carried across the threshold, which is embarrassing, frustrating, all these things to many of them, I'm sure. And the problem is not too many of them will ask for help. That's why we we beat the bushes to try to find these deserving vets. We uh, tear out the tubs and put in roll-in showers. In this particular instance, also hardwood floors are installed when we rip out the carpeting because it's easier to roll across that in a wheelchair. We try to think of everything. We do as much as we can. We have a great team, an army of volunteers. We have a designer, Kara, who does Jimmy is the contractor, my co-host, CeCe Mazik, the master craftsman, Dave Bradley. Both of those last two people served. He has no arms and legs. He just has uh, uh, you know, appendages that he had to get used to that are prosthetics, and he's a master. He became a master craftsman, a master designer after his injury. So the whole thing has been so inspiring for me. Uh, but really, when you see the face of the vet after we redo their home, and and not only so they can live in it, but so that then they could say, 
wow, I guess I wasn't forgotten after all, because we know so many of them are, or at least they feel that way. And that's unacceptable. We have to do something. And this is what yeah, we're doing. I mean, you're absolutely right on with that. And um, I'm glad that you, you know, you and your team are making a difference. The one thing that I, uh, uh, being, I, I like to work with Wood myself was, uh, was Dave Riley. And he was your master craftsman. Seeing him actually work some of the, uh, you know, woodworking tools and stuff like that with his uh, appendages that he has now to replace the the arms and hands that were taken from him when he was injured is just simply amazing. And it 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 it, 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 really it, it just it, you you watch him work that, and it's like. He obviously it took time for him to get used to doing this, but think about he had to get over all of that, all of that injury first and be able to become that master craftsman with this, you know, in getting over that disability. That's what I'm trying to say to be able to do the kind of work he does. And the work that he did in that, in your pilot episode was just simply amazing. That woodworking he did and, and, um, I'm a, I'm a builder um, years ago when I was in my younger days. Uh, some of the ship, the old style sail ships that he had in that in that drawing, uh, or I should say in that in the picture in the room was just, you know, my kind, my kind of, you know, woodworking to be able to do that, showcase that. And then, and then the interesting thing, and for all our, um, for all our listeners, I want everybody to go check out, uh, Jack's show website, AmericanHomecoming.tv, and you will see what I'm talking about during the reveal. The one thing in the wood that was just simply amazing and it blew me away was the woodwork for the stand was actually built like a wave, which is simply phenomenal. I mean, I thought it was just really done well. And, um, and, uh, Kara, he, I I love the I love some of the, the the character that you have in the show. Obviously, because when you you're working like that, close with people, um, Kara, you know, didn't make a difference. You know, we were on a deadline. We're going to make this happen, just like you said. And and the team is on board. And I think that's I think that's says a lot about the dedication to your team and to our to our veterans. Yeah, not only do we have to do it, we have to do it in a certain time frame. We send the vet away for a week. And then, of course, we have a lot of pre-production, pre-planning involved. Uh, and then we have to do the whole thing in less than a week. And, uh, you know, we would never want to disappoint them, never want to leave them hanging when they come home if the house is, is not ready. So we really had a hustle around the clock. And, of course, as the host of the show, I had the least amount to do. I just try to facilitate the whole thing, of course. But so many works, like you say, Kara and the amazing Dave Riley, who is inspiring. I mean, this is why it's, it would make a great television show. He is inspiring in his own with, with the loss of his limbs. Uh, and Cece, who was in a wheelchair because she was uh, she had a parachute accident. And so not only are these people who do this for a living, but they're characters in themselves, people who are also uh, inspiring on their own. And and it's just a wonderful idea. I hope that we find a, a network partner or a streamer or a cable or even some cor corporate partners that will come in and help us do this as a series. 
It doesn't matter if it ends up on television. It can live right where it is at AmericanHomecoming.tv. That would be fine with me and all of us as long as we help as many vets as possible. You know, it's, I mean, it's so important. And then, you know, we've got a friend of the show and a personal friend of mine. His name is Charlie Ellis. He, he has a, he started something years ago and we've been covering him both on, um, on the show as well as some TV work, uh, operation enduring gratitude. And he actually goes out and he goes to the veterans homes and a lot of them are injured and they do not to the extent that you did, you did it in uh, the gentleman's show in the pilot, but he'll go out and they'll build a ramp. They'll widen the door. They'll, they'll, they'll make life easier for that particular veteran so that they're not so dependent. And, uh, he's made a difference and it's so gratifying to see that happen and just how the, the veterans look at it when they're done. And I think, you know, so many times I've seen through the stuff work that Charlie's done uh, tears in the veterans eyes when they turn around and they look at that and they're, they are just so thankful. I mean, it just gives you such a warm feeling to know that you made such a difference in somebody's life. It's, it's, it's gratifying. Well, I'm thankful for them. Because look what they did for us. They gave up their life. They went somewhere, whether it's, again, domestically or overseas, to, to keep us safe. However you want to define that. Fight for our freedom. Serve their country. They came back different, changed, and not for the better in many ways. And for those who, who are in that situation, we got to do something, or at least I have to. And Tracy Trost, who created this show, understood that. And yes, we're trying to make it into a television show because, you know, with the home rental shows out there, uh, and they could be interesting, but people are getting new homes and they're nice and there's new paint. And uh, that that's great. There's a, there's a home for them, if you will. But to help a vet at the same time, to make it functional for them again, like you say, to make it better, not just to bring them back to where, okay, they can get around a little bit. We want to show appreciation not just do the minimum. We want to do everything we can, and that's why we created this yeah, show. It's so important. And, you know, you're right when you think about it because, you know, I always try and look at it, even though we are doing radio and television work, to think about how it's viewed from the public side. And, you know, there are I – mean, they how many, I mean, you know, how many – home improvement renovation shows are out there, you know, and everybody's trying to get a little bit of different twist, but the bottom line is, you know, they're taking a home, they're redoing it. And it's the human interest story, you know, like extreme makeover home edition. When that first came out, everybody, it was the rage. Everybody used to watch it, you know, you know, move that bus, the old saying that was something that was, it was, it was, it was life-changing, but your show has a human interest in a way that I don't know. I don't think there shouldn't be one American who doesn't isn't thankful for what our service people do when they go, go off to war to protect our freedoms. And when it comes to, I mean, I remember going back through the seventies after the Vietnam war, when servicemen and women were not really treated and welcomed home like they should have been because everybody had this, attitude about the Vietnam War and, you know, we shouldn't be there, you know, and they literally put that blame of the war on to the service people, which they were just doing their duty protecting their country. And I think that that was always uh, something that should never have been done. They should always be 
welcomed home and and be thanked for their service in their for protecting their country. I don't care who the president is. Of course they I should. I mean, this yeah, country ab- is a freedom. Ab- absolutely. Listen, yeah, but you know, it's it's just it's just as bad now because when they come home, we pretend to take care of them. We pretend to be rah rah. We're all for our wounded vets, our warriors, but then we leave them hanging in situations like this. You know, we have a lot of partners on this show because, as you as you can see, it's very labor intensive, oh, yeah. time consuming. Uh, takes takes a lot of money, of course. DAV happens to be one of them. So, you know, we want to plug into the right organizations and and do everything we can for them. But how many vets do you know that could use this or could use something or or that they're, they're having a hard time with their their medical or whatever? I mean, I, it's almost worse now to pretend that we're all for them and do nothing about it. And I, I know that's a small percentage of the population, but let's just not pay lip service. Let's do something. You know what they say about words and action. So that's why we decided yeah. to do this. We don't care about the plaudits being patted on the back and all of that. We just want to help them. So if it's on TV, great. Cable, streamer, network, okay. Or just online, great. If the vet gets help and we can turn that into entertaining television, or what you know, what is known as television, just to get people involved. We want to get in front of as many eyeballs as possible. And at that website, and again, it's AmericanHomecoming.tv. You can just watch it for free; it doesn't cost you anything. But you could also become a delegate. You could sign up just to say you'll help spread the word. It doesn't cost anything. And there's also for those who want to donate. I imagine I haven't been to the website honestly, but I know there are things there if you want to be more involved. Because it's all about helping them. It's not about making a show. It's about helping the vets. And maybe through that, giving them some of their independence, some of their freedom back. But also our vet got a kick out of it that it was a television show. Because all these other things happen. It's not just fix the house and then live in it. As a matter of fact, you know because you saw it. There's a wonderful surprise at the end with him and his girlfriend. I won't give it away. I, I know you won't either. But it's like you say. It's a human interest story. It's not just house fixed. Now it's okay. No, it's how they feel about it, how the volunteers feel about it as they're doing it. We talk to them and the problems that happen and the way we treat our vet like a regular person. We don't look down on it. We don't say, oh, the poor guy I was joking around with him like I would with any of my buddies with stupid puns or dad jokes or things like that. And afterwards, he said, thank you. For not handling handling me uh, with fragility, not not being so delicate, you treated me like a real person, and that brought tears to my eyes. I have to say, because he is that, he just happens to be in a wheelchair. But on top of that, he did that because he served, so he deserves yeah. all the respect we can give him and all the yeah, help. Absolutely, and you know, we've reached out, and we're and we're going to be having uh, some different. Uh, people on from organizations around the valley, uh, I should say around the valley, but also around the country that actually I, I, I reached out and found um, a few entities that I think could be uh, almost pretty much coinciding with what the work that you do, but we're actually, there are certain um, uh, cities that are actually out have gotten allocations for funds to build container home communities for veterans. I saw that last segment. Yeah. That's really yeah. intriguing. And, and yeah, they're going to be actually, they're going to be coming on the show. Uh, one, uh, 
of the people uh, from the first one I contacted, they wanted to wait a little bit because they had to get through the the permit structure and 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 where they were going and some of the the uh, the work that needed to be done before the container homes could be put on the property, and uh, they're going to be coming on. But and that was just. Um, some of the imp- preliminary information I got on it was just as moving uh, so that, you know, there are people out there who feel as strongly as you and I do that, you know, we it's more about let's show them that we care and we're thankful than just going back and, and just giving people lip service. You know, it's easy to do that. I care, I care. But how about going out of your way to doing something? And I think that your show actually um, – is the epitome of of someone who cares and wants to make a difference, and and that's and that's really really, um, really commendable. Jack, what did you do? What did you do before you got started on doing the show? I, I meant to ask you. Well, I was a, an actor and a television host, and I still consider myself both of those. Uh, I used to host a show on Travel Channel called Booze Traveler. For four years, we did sixty three episodes of that. 10 episodes of a show called Booze Traveler Best Bars and three episodes of a show called The Trip. But basically, I traveled the world and explored all the people and places and cultures of the world through the lens of a cocktail glass, what they drank, why they drank it, and then listen to these wonderful stories uh, they told when they did drink that. So it's 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 about why and and who they are mostly. The drink just gets us into the scene, but it's related to that. It's not about excessive drinking, but it certainly was a lot of fun seeing the world having a couple of cocktails. I, I bet, I bet that must have been a very unique experience to be able to see the world and at the same time experience all the different cultures around the around the the world. Had had to Absolutely. be very unique, but. Uh, Jack, I want to thank you and your team, and I hope I get a chance to speak with each one of them because I I have nothing but admiration for everything that they have done and everything I've seen, and I hope that we can do something in the future to help promote what you started, and I think, uh, like, you know, we all come up with different ideas, and I think... Um, I think there's a you started something that has a a good basis that can definitely be built on. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate your interest. We'll be helping more vets, and that's the most important thing. We'll see you again soon, I'm sure. All right, Jack. Thanks so much for taking time out to be on the show today. Jack Maxwell from American Homecoming, make TV. Make sure you go check that website out. That is something that uh, is is going to be. After you get done watching that pilot, it is something that is actually going to move you and be able to want to contribute. Um, Like Jack had said, they are connected to disabled American veterans, and um, there are a lot of people in there. Um, It's just a heartwarming story. And like Jack said, there's a great ending to the pilot um, which I want everybody to go watch it. And at the end, you'll see what I'm talking about and what Jack had mentioned. So make sure you go check that out. But we want to make sure we thank all our listeners to listening to Boxcar Universe every week. And remember, we are your source for cutting-edge information on container homes and container pools. And, yes, we still are getting requests. People are still interested in container pools. So if you uh, want to get ready for 
the next pool season as we're coming out of this one, make sure you contact Mel or I and we can help build your next dream container home. You could always email us at boxcarliving at gmail.com and at steve at boxcaruniverse.com. Boxcar Universe can be heard weekly on any podcast player. And always remember, let us containerize your lifestyle. Have a great week. You're a great American. I love you. 